Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I'm doing something dangerous this week. <laughs> I'm turning on the camera without a mental bullet list of things I want to talk about. Um, yeah, dangerous. Um, so this week marks 15 years of bright line eating for me. 15 years that I've been putting my food on the scale, not eating sugar and flour, bounding my quantities, eating my you know, committed meals, writing down my food the night before, the next day eating only and exactly that. 15 years, 5,480 days today. And um, actually, I've been in food recovery for 22 and a half years, um, since I was 21 years old. Um, I had about nine months clean and sober, and I marched myself down to a 12-step food program because I knew that food was my real drug. And I've been thinking about food as a drug and doing my best to recover from food addiction for 22 and a half years. The reason that I claim 15 years is that that's when I really got clear that sugar flour meals and quantities were the lines and I had to like really stick to them. Um, up till then, I wasn't really around anybody who was telling me that and I didn't figure it out on my own. I, I did figure out sugar for sure, but I was still lying to myself and eating yogurt with fruit on the bottom and barbecue sauce and a bunch of stuff that had a ton of sugar in it. So I wasn't really getting well. I had figured out white flour, but I hadn't figured out brown flour. And, um, and, and yeah, and I was still like, you know, messing around and just, I just hadn't figured it out, right? Like I just didn't get to it on my own. Other people had to tell me sugar, flour, meals, quantities cut it out. Here's what you do. Here's a food plan. Way I measure your food. And I was like, okay. So that was 15 years ago. Um, it was May 21st of 2003. I walked into a tiny little 12 step meeting for food addiction and, um, you know, got abstinent and started doing this thing. And, um, I want to read something. Um, this is a call prep form from somebody who was in my platinum coaching group. And something else that's happening this week is I had the last official call of the, plat the Brightline Eating Platinum Coaching Group. And you know, I should tell you a little bit about what that is. Um, basically, when I started the first boot camp, which was, I capped it to just 40 people. This was in October of 2014. And um, there's people still, you know, living in a right-sized body who are in that boot camp. At the end of that boot camp, which was 40 people, the boot camp was coming to a close and I hadn't thought about what next. And I, I knew that these people weren't waltzing into the future happy, thin and free off, off, you know, at the time that boot camp was six weeks. It's been expanded to longer now, but uh, I knew that. Um, and I hadn't really thought that far. I was kind of making all this up as I went along. So um, I quickly put together, well, we could do a weekly ongoing thing together. And I called it the Platinum Coaching Group and people joined. And um, I've reached a point now basically where that's not what we do anymore. When people get, get done with a boot camp, they go into Bright Lifers. And two thirds of the people who get, you know, the, I do a webinar at the end of the boot camp and I say, hey, do you want to join Bright Lifers? Here's what it is. Two thirds of the people are like, oh, heck yeah, I'm in. And um, we don't have plat the Platinum Coaching Group anymore, but I kept it alive for just, it was just that original group of 40. We kept it alive. Obviously not everyone joined it, not everyone's still in it, but um, everyone who's still in it is living in a right-sized body and has been for a long time. And every week, for a while it was every week, we cut it back to twice a month. We had this little group that was going on for an hour on Tuesdays at noon. And um, 
I'd have them send in a call prep form before the call so they could just sort of take account. And the first question is, how am I today, right now? How have I been since our last call? And this woman wrote on her form this week for, the, for our last official call, I'm well, solid lines, thank you God. Number two, what outcomes do I want to celebrate? And she wrote, I've been reflecting on the whole journey lately as I think about our platinum group drawing to a close this month. And I'm celebrating the deep awareness that my bright lines are a fundamental necessity for me, that I will be living out one meal at a time, one day at a time for the rest of my life. They are both the inner and outer expression of my commitment to live my life in fullness, in well-being, in service. My physical, spiritual, emotional, volitional well-being rests in my ongoing commitment to live every day as an addict in recovery. Question number three, have I stuck to my bright lines since our last call? Yes. What day am I on? Day 1,377 of Brightline Eating, day 647 of maintenance. So this is a woman who um, is over two years living in a right-sized body now and used to weigh, you know, well over 250 pounds and now weighs like a buck 25, 125, sometimes, you know, between 125 and 130 is her goal range. Like used to be morbidly obese, like obesity class three and is now in a right-sized body, living happy, thin, and free, completely peacefully. And um, I just wanted to like turn on the camera and just share a little bit about, you know, with this anniversary of me having 15 years doing this, sometimes perfectly, sometimes very imperfectly, as I've been very candid about in this vlog, and reading her form, you know, I think she's had a break or two here and there, not, not perfect bright lines all that time, but has gotten right back on track and has found ways of supporting herself and getting accountability. Uh, she's the one I spoke about in an accountability vlog a little while ago where I talked about every morning, um, her husband says, did you keep your bright lines last night? And she says, yes, I did. And just with that question every morning, she's got enough accountability to not eat off her plan because she gamed the system and realized, wait a second, like I always eat off plan at night. And if my husband knows I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. So that's all I got to do is like have him ask me a question in the morning. Did you stick with your plan last night? And, and that's it. So anyway, same woman. So what am I thinking about here? 22 and a half years down this road, 15 years doing bright line eating. And when I say doing bright line eating, of course, bright line eating has only existed for under four years, you know, three and a half years. So um, it wasn't called that back then. And um, I've been very clear that bright line eating is derived from my scientific background, my 12 step background, and then the sort of entrepreneurial movement building background of online sort of movements that are springing up now around the world. So it's got these sort of three heritages anyway. If I had a lesson to share um, at this moment, it would be define your journey in a way that serves you. You know, it really comes back to the self-authoring mind that I was talking about in a recent vlog, um, Faith and Adult Development. I was talking about the self-authoring mind, not socialized mind, where you just take on other people's definitions. That's okay at first. 
Like, I think for kids, it's fine. What else have they got, right? They got to figure out the way the world works, so they suck it up from their environment. But at a certain point in your Bright Line Eating journey, you have to own your journey. And you have to look it all over with a fine-tooth comb and say, am I defining this? Am I doing this in a way that serves me? And you have to cut out the stuff that doesn't serve you, and you have to search for the stuff that makes it work for you. And here's what I've learned for me. In my old 12-step food addiction program, which I was in solidly, solidly for over 11 years, and then I formed Brightline Eating, I was still in it for a while, and then started two or three years of trying to figure out how to do it without that support, without that program. And I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth many times. And every time I went back, it, it kind of helped a little, but then it didn't. It didn't serve me. And what I found was that the I had to sort of really analyze what is it that they're doing over there that does serve me? What is it that works for me? And what I found was it's the environment of being with a bunch of people who are committed to this way of life and don't ever deviate from it. And it's the system of rules that everybody adopts over there that says, if you eat off your plan, there are consequences, social consequences. If you eat off your plan, you can't be a sponsor anymore and you have to drop all your sponsees. If you eat off your plan, you can't speak at a meeting for 90 days. If you eat off your plan, um, you can't do service work at your meeting. So you have to drop all your service commitments and it affects everybody around you because there aren't that many people in the meeting. So then other people have to pick up your service commitments. If you eat off your plan within a few days, everybody that you know in that program will know, they will, people will call and they'll tell each other and they will think of you differently, which means that, I'm not saying all this is a good thing, bear with me. What it means that is that 